This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, what's your, what's your emotion right now? Okay, you, you've got, I mean, you've got Jamison Tyon, mm. game one. I, you know, I'm not, Verlander, Tyon, I'm not sure which way to go. I mean, I was listening to um, our colleague Michael Kay and the crew on Yes!, they do a tremendous job in the postgame, and Jack Curry had an interesting stat about Verlander in the postseason over the past couple of years with well, an ERA of about six, but he always seems to find a way to muffle the Yankee bats. That is true. Uh, I mean, the fact that the Yankees have been uh, – it kind of feels like this group of Yankees – I know obviously it's not because of so much changes from year to year, but it feels like this group of Yankees, the Judge Yankees, you know, really started in 2017 – and that year, that was the year that the Astros were cheating and the Astros won the World Series and the Yankees got to within a game of the World Series. And then afterwards, we find out why the Astros were so successful that year, even more so than other years. So it has, been, it has felt like ever since that year, the Yankees have been trying to get back to that point, right? We always talk about when a team loses in the playoffs, it's not just about the pain of the loss. It's about just to get back to the same spot. Now, they're not back at the same spot because it's not game seven. But at least now they get the team. I mean, you get to see where you measure up. Uh, the, the Astros are the team, the American League. It feels like they're in the World Series every year. They're in the American League Championship Series every year. This is the team you got to go through. Uh, the Yankees have had painful losses, 2017, 2019. Uh, Araldis Chapman. <laughs> Who? Yeah, exactly. So um, this is the team that you have to get by. It's not about whether you want to get by them or not. This is the team you got to beat. And you got to go out and actually get it done this time, and we'll see. Yeah, it, it is going to be interesting. And I don't know. I, you know, old school baseball, Gordon, you like your aces to match up with each other, but I don't know. This might work out okay for the Yankees. You know what I mean? Even though you think Tyon, Berlin, eh, I don't know. I'd rather have Cole or something. Obviously, like that. yeah, sure. Obviously, you would. But as you go further on down the, the, the schedule of this uh, ALCS, it may work out for you because I think if you end up with Nestor at home, I mean, his ERA at home is a run like less than it yeah. is on the road. Um, if you could find get him at home, I mean, that's got to be a big a big part of it because I think that's where you have the edge. You, you always seem to beat, not regular season, but in the postseason, you always seem to beat them when they're here. Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to beat them there. Who knows what they're doing now? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's be honest. That's uh, true. Uh, the the starting pitching, I mean, in the playoffs, I mean, the Astros, the last game they played, I couldn't even tell you who started the game because it was an 18-inning game, right? Yeah, I mean, so yeah. often we see, you know, we focus so much on the starting pitching. True. And a lot of times the starting pitchers are so far gone by the time the game is decided. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's not the way you draw it up, right? You, If you're the Yankees, you, you wish you could have Cole going up against Verlander right off the bat and you have Nestor lined up and everything else, but – you, you got to be able to find a way. It's it's not yeah. about excuses. It's about finding a way. And, and Justin Verlander certainly has has stuck it to you plenty of times. And it's about time that you find a way to stick it to him. All right. Let's hear from the Yankee fans at 1-800-919-3776. Eli's in Washingtonville, Gordon. Oh, he's got to be crushed today. He starts us off on the tonight. <laughs> Listen, I'm not crushed. I'm just saying, uh, it's, uh, we asked for it. This is what we wanted, right? The Yankees and Astros, but uh, I don't feel like we prepared for it, but 
if we could do the formula we did today, where we get out, we get out in front early and keep Aaron Boone as far away from the game as possible, we'd be all right. Because as we see from the Cleveland Indian game, I mean, series, this series should have been over a long time ago. But because of his decisions, we had to go to the game five. But if we get to, to, the, to the Astros early and our, our, our uh, starters, you know, give, give you a uh, distance and keep Aaron in that, in that dugout, we'd be good. But you well, know what did what did Aaron screw up today? Well, he didn't exactly. Oh, That's okay. what I'm saying. Oh, okay. We had him. We had we. He didn't have to do anything. Right. Well, Cortez. I mean, well, I mean um, he had to do something. I mean, Cortez only went five innings. He had to go to the bullpen. You know. Uh, yeah, but uh, come on. Like we we had the early lead. The Yankees tacked on. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a, a you know that he had to pull. It wasn't a uh, nail biter. You know, uh, Joe. Yeah, it was. A, they had to do Joe Torre moves or anything like that. But uh, like I said, if we if we do this formula, I, you know maybe we will have a chance. But let's see, we still have a lot you know, of injuries. You, 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 you're, you're not getting your hopes up. Yeah, no, I understand, uh, Eli. We know. We yeah, understand. but Benintendi was supposed to be healthy. You know that left field is a problem. Yeah, the left field is going to be interesting, Eli. Thanks for the phone call, uh, Gordon. And listen, but I tell you, uh, you didn't like Hicks out there anyway. Not that you no. wanted him hurt. No, not that you wanted no, not him hurt. The, no, of course not. But but yeah, you didn't, I mean, you he, really he's not exactly. You inspire confidence with the way he was going after you. I mean, he looked like he was chasing after butterflies sometimes out there. And you got to have some concern. Now, there's this conversation about Stanton in left field in, in Houston with that, that, that hill. Isn't that hill in left center, right center out there? Left center in that hill? No, they don't have the hill anymore. But, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, it, it, the guy's very uh, – he's not, he's not uh, you know, he's not an I, Iron I put him out there. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and the Yankees are very hesitant to – to push him too much because if he goes down, uh-huh. <laughs> there go your hopes go down. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I've heard that uh, it looks like that uh, DJ LeMayhew might actually be on the ALCS roster. So that nice. would give you another bat. Yep, that would give you if he's if he's healthy. That is yeah, mm-hmm. that would give you another bat. But mm-hmm. look, they can they can uh, they can figure out a way. I, I don't know. Maybe now with Kiner Falefa being back in there today, maybe they go back to him at shortstop and Cabrera goes back to left field. I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see. But um, this is what, you know, we've been so often in baseball, we draw things up and we yep. think it's going to go this way. A perfect example, the National League, right? Dodgers, yeah. Braves, or the Mets sure. going to be there. None of them are there. So Phillies it, Padres. Right, exactly. So you you know, the Yankees have been trying to get back against the Astros. They finally got they didn't get a chance last year. They got another chance this year and they've got to figure out a way to make it a different result this time. How about and Rob Thompson is up one nothing in the NLCS after being it's, left it's when the, gets I, I mean Philly is having a moment right now. It's unbelievable. Philly is having a moment. They their team is is already up in the NLCS. They got a a, a team in the NFL that looks like they could be contending Undefeated. for a Super Bowl title this year. And then there's Buddha Seventy Sixers. Yeah, well, the season just <laughs> began. It's, it's going to take a little while. Yeah, I mean, I it's so I long. To, in an NBA I just have to throw that at Buddha a little bit. Yeah, I know no, he's laughing know somewhere. And Bede's not laughing. hurt yet, so there's their <laughs> moment, you know. Speaking of not hurting, I'm watching Anthony Davis. I don't know how long that's going to be. What? Yeah, what, what, I wouldn't. What, what's What's the line on FanDuel that he's going to yeah, be the whole tomorrow? One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More of your Yankee calls, and we'll talk other sports next on ninety eight seven ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
Brian's in West Farms. Brian, you're next on 98.7. How you doing, guys? Uh, I thought the series should have ended. I think it was poor management by Boone not bringing Holmes on Saturday night. I just had, I had a heart attack when they brought it, when they when Cleveland uh, scored the scored scored the runs off Clark Schmidt. I thought that was poor managing. Anyway, Cortez is a is a great pitcher. I mean, the guy comes through. I always liked Cortez since the beginning of the season. But the thing tomorrow night, I like. I would have pitched Severino on short rest and pitched him against Verlander and put in Tyone on Thursday night. I was wondering your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, for me, Severino. Well, for- yeah, I hear what you're saying, Brian. Thanks for the phone call. For me, I kind of thought about it, but he's just coming off an injury. You're not trying to push him. And then you, you make him tie on pitch, have another day that he hasn't pitched. He hasn't pitched yeah. already like a, a year and a half. I mean, now you have to make it two years. Now you might as well get him. You might as well try to get, you know, your your momentum's rolling, Gordon. You might, you're coming off a game five win. You know, maybe you catch Verlander early, and that's what you have to do with really good starting pitchers. You got to get him early. And if you get him early and you hold on like he did tonight, you get one, and then you can roll on and fix your um, fix your rotation after that. But I, I understand why you would want him. I'm 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 good with what they're doing. Well, look, let's play it out, right? The Yankees. Let's say they go out tomorrow and they lose, right? They lose ten nothing, right? Tyone's terrible. They lose the game. Well, that's not the way you want to start the series. But at least they got Severino in game two, and he's on regular rest, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I go with Severino, now let's say you win the game tomorrow with Tyone. Well, mm-hmm. then I still have Severino on, on regular. Then I re- feel really good about where I'm at. If you flopped, if you flip-flopped it, well, then you got Severino on short rest. If he pitches poorly, well, then I got to rely on Tyone to get a win in game two. And even if, if Severino were to go out on short rest and pitch well, I still don't feel great about Tyone in game two. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I like the way they're doing it. I don't know that it's going to work because the Astros are that good, but um, I, I like the way they're doing it. I'd rather have my best guys on regular rest, and if I have to sacrifice that first game, even because i gotta, I got to throw Tyone somewhere, yeah. so I'd rather use him in a spot where it allows my better pitcher to get more rest. Absolutely. Uh, Spike's in St. Pete. Hey, Spike. I had a call to congratulate Gordon, man. Let me tell you something. We played the JV, no knock on the Guardians. They're young, and we've discussed this the last few days. They have two guys who fit it all out of the yard. Nesta was terrific. Yankees, you know, shined. They really did. Uh, there's no knock on this game. And the two big guns came through and hit. Now, here's my theory. I, if I'm right, you can crown me king. If I'll probably be wrong. But I've witnessed this. I can't remember when, boys. I witnessed this a couple of times when the Yankees are going in an underdog against Verlander. Often when there's no rest, they got to get it on the plane. Adrenaline carries over. It usually catches up to them in the second and third game. But I enjoyed the game. I think Boone made the right move. We discussed it yesterday, Larry, pulling out the kind of falafel. Mm-hmm. I really did think he made the right move. And you win the series. Guardians are going to be good in a couple of years. And now let's see if they can pull this thing, uh, you know, at least competitive tomorrow. I'm calling a huge upset because Verlander got knocked, got four runs, gave up in the first game. He pitched, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got, he got knocked around. They did win that game, but, yeah, he did get knocked around a lot. 
Right. So tomorrow's the chance, and you got to tip your cap to Stanton and Judge. The big guns came through, and I thought I thought Nestor was brilliant. The bullpen was fine. So we got games to watch, and an opening night for the Knicks tomorrow. Can't ask for more. Yeah, you're gonna have. So which one you watching, Spike? Both. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> we'll talk tomorrow. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Gordon, did you now, now be honest? When Lawizaga came out for the second inning, were you like, eh. no? I mean, I, I, at that point, I'm just kind of enjoying. Like it was such a, it kind of felt like a stress free game, mm-hmm. as much as a, mm-hmm. as a as a as a do or die game could be. The only thing I was thinking of was, well, you got to play again tomorrow. Does that now mean that Lawizaga is not going to be available tomorrow? I, I, that's the only part of it that I wasn't crazy about. But look, here's the thing: the Yankees were the better team. They were yes. even as injured as they were, and even I, I know people will take offense to this. Even as lucky as the Guardians were, and they were—I mean, they got every lucky break, like the hits, the softest hits in the mm-hmm. world. You know, it's one thing to think, well, you know, these guys grinded bats. And they hit a, you know, they they hit a, they, they get a lot of base hits. They get a lot of singles. Even the hits they got in the series. I mean, how many bloop hits did they get in that same spot behind the shortstop in the third base? I mean, it was crazy Perfectly the placed. amount of soft hits they got, soft contact. So Yankees were clearly the better team, but now this is clearly an upgrade going up oh, yeah. against the Astros. They are they are a great team. They're a great organization. They they rise to the occasion, and and look. They are a team much like the Yankees. Like, the Yankees have to win a World Series to have a successful season. Mm-hmm. The Astros are the same way. The Astros have won one World Series in this entire run, and mm-hmm. it was a year where they were cheating. Yep. So, the pressure's on them as well. And no, nobody betting-wise believes in the Yankees in this series. Everybody mm-hmm. is on the Astros. It's amazing. It really is. It really is. I, I'll give you a number in a second. Mike's in Queens. Hey, Mike. Good evening. We got postseason baseball. I'm not a big Yankee fan, so I'm not, I'm not big on that. But we got basketball coming back. We got hockey. We got football. Five and one Giants, four and two Jets. I don't believe it. But most importantly, hockey is back. The New, the New York Islanders are back, which means I'm back. I know how much you all miss me. Um, big year. There's no 13-game road trip. No COVID virus. No, 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 no. A regular dawn season, about dawn time. The defense, about time you score some goals. Walsham, where have you been? About time you scored some goals. Big ending, Larry, Isles Nation, I want all of you to get up, go to that window, open it, stick your head out, and yell, game three to the goddamn island. All right, right, Mike, thanks. It's a little little bit much for the third game of the hockey season, but (laughs) (laughs) Gordon, for ESPN Stats and Info. Yeah. According to Sports Odd History, Yankees plus 165 odds in the ALCS will be their longest in their playoff series since the 76 World Series. And, of course, odds can change. So, uh, according to, once again, Yankees Sports Odd History, World Series to the they Reds. did. They, they had plus right? 170. But Reds, did bode yeah. well for things beyond that, but, yeah. Yeah, and 20, betting in 1928, uh, 170, Cardinals won. Uh, 165, as we mentioned, for this year's ALCS. Plus 160, the 2017 ALDS, Cleveland won. And uh, plus 150, Astros. And uh, the Giants in in, uh, 1951, plus 150, Giants won. So 
The Astros are minus 185, the Yankees plus 165, yeah, I mean, which means uh, they're perfect right for everybody. Upset. Everybody thinks the Astros are going to win this series, which if you're a Yankee fan, I like. I, yeah. I, I don't want everybody, you know, like I like when it's it's that way. Uh, let nobody believe in us. That's not it, it does. You don't get that very often with the Yankees. No, no, you don't. You don't. It's it's how what, what's it like being an underdog? <laughs> you the gutty, gritty, uh, you know, the Yankees just trying to find a way. The little engine that could. Yeah. And look, go steal one in game one, right? That's like right. We, we talked about the playoffs and how the teams on the bye were flat. Yep. Now, look, the Astros weren't off that long, but the Yankees are right now in the groove. They're coming off yep. a game five win. They hop mm-hmm. on the plane, get up, you know, put on the, 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 the uniform and go That's play it. and get a win. And, and all of a sudden, you know, while people might not be betting the Yankees right now, you win game one, you beat Verlander, you'll have a whole different feel after that. Roberts and Mawa. Robert, you're next on 98.7. Yeah, you know, look, nobody expected this to when you were when you were watching the end of the season, they did not they weren't playing great ball. You got down to it. Sometimes the first series is the hardest one to win. We've been through this before. We've watched them, you know, get down the stretch. They're going to have to play a very good team, there's no doubt. And you're in a situation where yeah, you know, your pitching staff hasn't lined up, whatever, but you're here. You're the only team that can beat them right now to stop them from going to the World Series. We've got games to play, and you know what? I I like our chances. I think Judge is supposed to win the World Series this year. I just think it's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to finish that way. This team, I think, has got something a little special with them, the way they play, the way they like each other. They get along. This is not the 78 Yankees, the 25 Cavs. They all get along, and I think that there's there's something – that's special here, and I look. They've been bet against the Giants all year, and you know how they've done in, against us in New York. I think it's the time the Yankees are going to do what they have to do. They're going to beat. I think they're going to beat them. I think they're going to beat them in six. And I'm feeling. I feel really confident about this. I don't really care who they have to pitch and how they set it up. I just think that they're gritty and they're going to figure out a way to make it work. They're going to. They're going to do it. All right, Robert. Thanks for the phone call. He sound, he's very confident, Gordon. Very confident. Well, look, I, I, mean, I agree with them. Uh, you know, that stretch where they had in August where I went on vacation and they basically lost every single day. And then I came back from vacation and they continued to lose every single day. And it felt like everybody was getting hurt and everybody was getting lost. And um, it, it definitely left you at a point where you thought, well, this, this team is obviously out of gas, right? I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not coming back from this. But they pick things up a little bit at the end of the regular season. They get into the postseason. I do think that the Guardians were a good matchup for them mm-hmm. because they're just not – uh, you know, they, they can only beat you in one way. You know, if the Yankees get a three-run lead, they're going to have to get like nine hits to be able to score those three yeah. runs. So that yeah. was a, a good matchup for the Yankees. This one is going to be a far more difficult one because the Astros have been a great organization, but they are beatable, right? They've only won sure. the one. It's not like they've won World Series every single year. It's not like they've gone to the World Series every single year. So go out there in game one and go get a win. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Augustine Damon to the top of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, let's go back to the phones. Let's do it. Simon's in New Haven. Simon, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Simon. How's it going? That's good. Well, I wanted to tell you about this uh, this, um, this, this rocking the baby thing. But you know what? Uh, this didn't really start with uh, this native guy. It's, this whole thing started with that Quan guy. You remember how he got heckled by that Yankee fan at the stadium when Glaber Torres, you know, he got right. that walk-off hit and they started throwing yep. trash? 
Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Guardians have to understand if they can, if they have a right to intimidate us, we have a right to do it to them. It's like what George Steinbrenner well, said. Well, no, they don't. I mean, the, the game, fans don't it. have a right to throw trash on the field. And those people should have, you know, the, I'm, I'm still disappointed in the Yankee organization that they did not use whatever video they have at their disposal to find those people and ban them from the stadium for life because those people are animals who give the mm. Yankee fan base a bad name. So they don't have the right to do that. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, this thing with Nader, though, I mean, he has to understand. He he started it with the rock at the base. So oh no, absolutely, he got what he deserved. I mean, you know, he looked like a clown. I mean, just just like you know, how the the Red Sox always like to intimidate us, so we have the right to intimidate them. Yeah, no, I mean, look, if you, if you you're talking Thanks, about Simon. labor at the end of the game, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you you know, like whatever happened to walk softly and carry a big stick, Larry. You know what no I mean? More. Like, no, you know, you win, and then you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but 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 Naylor to to do that on a home run that didn't even give them the lead. I know. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> but look, if that if he feels like that's going to get him his teammates fired up and and uh, okay, fine, you look like a clown. I mean, yeah. just just know you look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. And it didn't help them. No. It and, and you know, them. like, I always wonder, like, you think that Barry Sanders ever regrets not acting like a jerk in the, in no. the end zone? No, he doesn't. Right? He doesn't. I, think, I think he's pretty good with the way that he carried himself on the field. It's worked well for him. He's, yeah. he's not struggling. No. I saw him in the commercial the other day. He's doing okay. Right? Yeah, he's doing okay. <laughs> he's doing all right. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, what's going on, guys? Love y'all to death. Before I get into my Yankees point, and I know y'all will appreciate this. From the bottom of my heart, you know how I do. You know, during that pandemic, this show meant a lot to me, a lot of other cats. I know some who call in, some who don't. Uh, Larry, you held it down. You did some great things. You kept us super positive. And then Gordon came on, and he added that splice of life to the show that I love. When we hear a caller who was, as Trey called us, a part of the family, who calls in and hasn't called in for a while, I just want to wrap my arms around him, embrace him, and tell him, welcome home, fam. I don't care if I disagree with your point or not. I'm glad you're back here. But, um, listen, you know, you know I've spoke to you about this a thousand times, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, listen, I love the Yankees. I love the Yankees. I love the Yankees. I love my Jets. And you know I love my Sixers. And you know I love my boxing. That 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 was my thing, man. And my yep. pops, he used to be the one of the lieutenants, first, first, first lieutenant, from the neighborhood at Jacoby Hospital, EMT, EMS. He used to go to the games all the time, man. And, you know, listen, I'm glad. Listen, the bats came alive tonight. It's been a minute. You understand what I'm saying? It's been a minute. And no matter where the team rose or sunk to this season, they are in the ALCS. So, you know, we got to take that as a blessing as fans, you know, for for whatever we thought the team was going to be. You know, and – as opposed to the last team that made the ALCS, this team might not be as talented, but they are more weapon. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Boone <laughs> and the advisory board are more experienced. <laughs> so, you know, now the opponent is more of a juggernaut, you know, but we never thought the Padres would beat the Braves. And um, yeah. I'll admit that they won't score, you know, one run with the bases loaded. You know, uh, they won't miss on three straight fastballs or any at bat. And, you know, they're, they're not the kind of team that's going to let a replay challenge <laughs> pass by with time. What an excuse that was for Ancona. That sounded absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, we got a chance here. 
And, you know, that's all you could ask for as a fan of any team. With the Yankees, I've been in it for forever. We've been in it forever. You know, but recently we've been in it and not really had a chance. But we got a chance now. You know, the Jets are not going to the Super Bowl. They're, they might not even go to the playoffs. But every week when they go into a game, they have a chance. Mm-hmm. And then I turned on NBA first night tonight, guys. Mm-hmm. And I saw James Harden, mm-hmm. 35. Thirty-five points. Drop some points. Drop some weight. Look better. Thirty, yeah, thirty-five points, but thirty-five thousand dribbles. And um, <laughs> he is James Harden. You know, Joel Embiid is. I'll get. I'll get a couple of shots here and there. When, you know, when, when you let me, sir. Yeah. And I just got one question to ask you. I know this is a baseball <laughs> night. <laughs> Listen, it didn't work out with Chris Paul. It didn't work out with Russell Westbrook. I mean, is somebody ever going to – yeah, I mean, this guy right here, oh, my God. I mean, woo! I thank God for the Yankees and the Jets because the Sixers are cooked. Uh, <laughs> one game into the season. Thanks for the call, Buddha. One you know game. What? Barkley said the same thing on TNT. Barkley said, my Sixers are in trouble. It's one game. It's one game. <laughs> They're in trouble. He's like, they're in trouble. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Let's hear from Aaron Boone again, Gordon. Here's uh, him talking about his team, their intestinal fortitude facing back-to-back elimination games. You know, obviously something we talk about, you guys hear me talk about it all the time from day one in spring training, that ups, downs, challenges, good times, bad times, adversity is all coming for you in a season, and it certainly did for us. You know, obviously getting off to a great start and then really hitting – you know, some tough times, you know, injuries really struggled there over a four to six week period, but these guys never stopped believing or, you know, it's just like, all right, we'll get through this. And that happens in a long season, but the message is also that happens within a game. It happens within a series. Things are going to not go your way, bounce against you, go for you. You got to be able to handle it and keep playing. And uh, I thought they did a great job this series of just, hey, Keep on playing. You know, fall behind 2-1. Garrett goes out and sets the tone and answers. And, and we just we just kind of kept playing in this series when it was when it was a challenge, when it was difficult. And uh, so whatever happens moving forward, we'll be up to the challenge and, and super competitive. Yeah, it is. You know, he's he's waxing poetic as he as he can, Gordon, and should, because, listen, there were a lot of folks who didn't think this team was going to was not going to be in this spot. The way they no, played during I, the I'm, summer. I'm a, I'm, I mean, I, not when they, I saw the matchups, but, like, if you told me when they were going through that stretch, it seemed like they were cooked. Uh, I would not have thought that this year they would have gotten to the, the, to the ALCS. Uh, I could definitely have seen And I could have definitely seen them, even with the way they were playing, blowing the lead in the division. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they've they've definitely weathered some storms. There's always storms in any baseball season. The Yankees mm-hmm. have certainly weathered some storms this year, so – Batting down the hatches because there could be another storm or two here in this series. It definitely is. Definitely is. When we return, Gordon, we have to do our quick fantasy football for our friends. So we'll do that when we come back. Plus, as Harvey said, how are these NFL owners messing up our Yankee night? There's some interesting conversation from the NFL owners. We'll touch on that next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer until the top of the hour. Time now for a quick fantasy football update. So, Gordon, let's help our folks out now. With the way the Jets and Giants are playing, there's got to be some players on these teams that may be, you know, available for you to add to your team. Yeah, especially with bye weeks now. You know, you got to kind of sometimes juggle your roster a little bit. That's a, a spot, maybe a Daniel Jones. If your quarterback is, uh, you know, he's, he's certainly been efficient so far this year. He's not going to put up monster numbers. But the big guy that has uh, that's probably not on a roster already, but could certainly be somebody you should be targeting in your waiver claims this week is Wandell Robinson. Mm. Uh, the rookie, he had an immediate impact. He's been hurt. Obviously hasn't been playing that much, but the Giants have a desperate need at receiver. He got out there right away, uh, four targets, three catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. So he has a huge opportunity. And we've been talking about throughout the season about, well, can Kenny Galladay give you anything? Obviously not. Uh, Kadarius Toney, you know, we've talked about him for a little while, not recently, but at the beginning of the year, man, it, they could really use him. This is a huge opportunity. He's not been able to get on the field. Wandell Robinson is a choice of this regime. So, yeah, I think that he is a guy that you could definitely pick up and he could uh, provide you some points here in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys. Yeah, Gordon, I was wondering, any Quentin Williams sightings or whatnot on here, or would you now maybe take well, the Jet defense in a week? Yeah, I mean, the Jet de- – oh, well, look, I mean, the Jet defense this week against Denver, I mean – <laughs> the Packers offense has been struggling. They look like the greatest show on turf compared to the Denver Broncos. I mean, Wolf, man, they have been a disaster. So, yeah, look, the Jets this week against Denver, that's absolutely, if you're looking for a defense, you know, your regular defense is on a bye or your, de- your regular defense is not providing you much points. Defenses are a little bit fluky, but, no, with the way the Jets have been locking it down on the defensive side, absolutely that's a that's a spot you could call on. Yeah, no question about it. Any – any folks on the on maybe waiver wires that you might look at, Gordon, to say, okay, here's maybe I can pick yeah. some guys up. Maybe any it's, folks? It's not a great week for that. Brian Robinson is back now for Washington. That's a guy that they've been waiting for. Obviously, he had that terrible thing before the season where he was shot yeah. in a carjacking, but he's been back. Uh, the, the the regime there likes him a lot. He could certainly see some some opportunities. Came in right away, sixty yards and a touchdown. He doesn't catch the ball though. And if you're in a PPR league, if you're if you're looking at running backs, you want somebody that's going to get you some catches. Maybe Latavius Murray. Uh, I, I would be avoiding anybody with that Denver offense right now. Kenyon Drake is a guy that's out there. You know, maybe he might be able. The one guy that I would say maybe um, Alec Pierce with with the Colts. He's been uh, putting up some decent numbers. Kind of underrated so far this year. Also, the uh, the tight end with the Broncos, Greg Dulcich, came mm-hmm. in right away, got some opportunity there. But, again, I would be kind of avoiding anybody with bad – you know, those bad offenses. Denver's the worst of the bunch right now. I'd probably be yeah. avoiding anybody. But those are some guys that you might be looking at if you need – if you're desperate for some help in, uh, you know, week seven. Who's the guy everybody's going to be fighting over this week, Gordon? I would think it's probably going to be Brian Robinson. Uh, that would probably be the guy. Maybe Latavius Murray. But, you know what, this week – you know, last week we were talking about Kenneth Walker – Mm-hmm. That was the guy to go, you know, if you have a budget where you have to budget your money for the entire season, that was the, the one to shoot the locks off the wallet for. Gotcha. This week, there's really not that guy. 
Yes. Now we're getting you know, the first quarters over of the season. What What are some of the things, Gordon, that you should be looking for now as you move into this next area? If you're if, if you're struggling or just around the 500 mark, this is the time where you got to make some decisions, right? If you have a guy who's struggled but you are kind of counting on, this is the time to cut bait. Uh, mm. Like I have, I, I thought of big things this year from Elijah Moore. I thought that this was going to be a breakout year for him, even with the Zach Wilson injury. It has not happened. Uh, I still think he's a talented receiver, but if I have somebody that I'm looking to pick up this week and I have to get rid of Elijah Moore, so be it. I would also say if you're if you're somebody who's relying on uh, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is an automatic keep on your team anymore. I would be saying if, if I can find somewhere where quarterback, I can get somebody else to provide me. Their offense right now, Kind of like the Broncos looks broken. Same thing yeah. with uh, Russell Wilson. If I have Russell Wilson as my starting quarterback, I am definitely in the market. I am not wait. You cannot wait anymore. There's a, there's a time where you don't want to panic, right? First couple of weeks you don't want to panic. When you get into week seven, this is the heart of the season. You got to be, you got to be moving a lot closer to. Okay, I know what I got on my team now. So uh, I would be moving off those guys, even if they do have the lofty names of you know a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers mm. or a Russell Wilson. That's Gordon Damer giving you some fantasy football help for week seven here on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, by the way, you mentioned Elijah Moore. You know, he, he's been grumbling a little bit about not getting the football. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not a great look for him. It's now, not because they're it, winning. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, and I get it. He has to be frustrated. I mean, had, I don't think he had a single target on no. Sunday. And, and against one. Miami, I think he only had one catch. Yeah. Yeah. And this was supposed to be a breakout campaign. Now, it's not like Garrett Wilson has come in and just, like, stolen. You know, he had the big game with, with Flacco in there, but he has mm-hmm. not really done a whole lot either. So it's really a, a function of the of the running game and not needing to rely on the passing game. But, yeah, that's not a great look to be heading to Twitter and talking about, you know, your 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 lack of production when the team has put together three straight wins and the, the future is all of a sudden looking bright. That's That's not a smart thing to do. Robert Sala was on with the guys in the K show said, you know, that this is not he didn't take it as a negative. It's just about a guy who is, you know, frustrated about his mm-hmm. lack of production. It's not any slight against the team, but you, that's not that's not the way you want to present it. It's the running game and the use of the tight ends. That, yep, that's absolutely. That, that's really gotten them. You know, they've listen, then they've got two and they're interchangeable. They both can block. They both can catch. And they've got a rookie who can block. So, you know, though the, they're taking some of the receptions away from what Moore and Wilson and Davis and some of the other guys on that team. Absolutely. And it's working. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's not, it's not even that it's like, oh, it's, it's hit or miss. No, it's, it's working great. I mean, that was a blowout uh, on, on Sunday and it was a blowout the week before as well. So uh, there, you have to be able to, I would say that there are receivers who have made it known that I got to get the ball. I don't mm-hmm. know that Elijah Moore is at that level either, right? Yeah. Like, yes. So that's the problem as well. Like, you're kind of an up-and-coming player who we all think is talented, but mm-hmm. you, you can't be – like Herman Edwards would say, don't hit send. That was one he should not yeah. have hit send on. You're right. You're right. And uh, before we talk about the owners, Gordon, is this a, a classic overreaction? Jets are ninth in the latest ESPN NFL power rankings, and the Giants are fifth. Are, are the Jets the ninth best team in the NFL? No. Are the Giants the fifth best team in the NFL? I was listening to Rick and Dave early this morning, and I thought it was funny. At one point, Dave was saying you would be disappointed if the Broncos, if you, if if the Jets don't go and win the Broncos uh, in in Denver. 
And then in the next moment was saying, is this where we're at now that the Jets are expected to be that? Well, you got to pick a side. You got to pick a side. Uh, well, look, I, I think that the Jets have really opened eyes. And I don't think, look, the, the, the Cleveland win, the way they won that game was a fluke. Yes. The way they're winning games now is not a fluke. If they can continue to run the ball as effectively as they are, if the defense is just going to maul people every single week, the corners are going to shut down receivers every single week. Uh, yeah, I think that the Jets. I think the Jets are a playoff team now. Are they the ninth best team? Are they the eleventh no. best team? No, no, I don't no. know. I don't but think so. You, you take a look at what they have on the schedule, and why it, it is so meaningless to look at the schedule before the season. It is. Isn't if it? you would have thought going into the season, oh, we got Green Bay and Denver. Oh my God! Road games at Green. How are oh. we ever going to win at Green Bay and Denver? And now you'll be disappointed if you don't win in Denver. That will be a major letdown if you don't win in Denver. You're right. And and now you know what you're saying, Gordon. Boy, I sure I'm. I'm really unhappy that Zach Wilson got hurt at the start of the season. <laughs> yeah, who knows where they'd be? <laughs> you might. You might have one or two more wins without Flacco in there. But the only thing is that it's not been Wilson that's really done it. Now, yeah, he's held it down, and he hasn't lost the games. That's all right. you're asking for. But I, It's I been the running that, game, and it's been yes. his ability. But it's also been, I think, Gordon, his ability to, that you know he's not going to just be standing there. Absolutely. Where with Flacco, you know, he's not going and anywhere. He's his, I know right where to find him. Look, we, you, you haven't asked him to do much, but what you've asked him to do, he's done. Yeah, for a change. <laughs> right. He's, he's playing boring, right? This is what they wanted what to want. do last year. He wasn't able to do it. This year he's done it, and they've been successful. That's it. Sometimes the coaches do know what they're talking about. Well, Gordon, for the first time, an NFL owner public has called for serious consideration to remove Washington's Dan Snyder from NFL ownership. And he, of course, is Colts owner Robert Ursay, who held an explosive inter- interview scrum at the fall meetings, called Snyder's missteps as owner, particularly with work mis- workplace misconduct, quote, gravely concerning. Here's more of the quote from Ursay. I believe there is merit to removing him as owner of the commanders. Now, obviously, if Snyder, now Snyder has inferred that he's got stuff on all the owners, so he's safe. We all know what's up with Ursay. So Ursay's like, everybody knows what's up with me. I don't care. I want him out. <laughs> this is one of those ones. I'll believe it when I see it. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, He's not I'll going anywhere because they're not going to. They're not going to have that that final vote. They'll say it. But they, he's not going anywhere because those guys are all in the union. They're and, all in the union, Gordon. And if I were an owner that wanted to win, I wouldn't want him going anywhere because I know he's never going to win. Yeah, I want, I want to play his team every week. They'll never win with him there. You're right. I, I would actually write them off more of a lost cause than I would even my own team in the Dolphins. And I, you know how much I write them off as a completely lost cause. Washington's been here. I mean, how long has he owned the team? 25 years? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. And how about Jerry Jones? <laughs> Telling Robert Kraft, well, I can't say what he told Robert Kraft, but it wasn't very complimentary. He's, I mean, if you only knew, if you could only be a fly on the wall, you know? <laughs> let's look at let's. Oh, I can't say that. Otherwise, we'd have to pay money. I was about to say what that guy says in the ring. That, that's trademark. No, yeah, that's. I can't that's, do that. That'll cost, that, that might cost you as much as if you said what Jerry Jones said to <laughs> Robert Kraft. It might be more. Yeah, it might be more. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.